0: Welcome back to Canberra Conversations with your host Colin Campbell and today is episode 230 of the podcast and I'm joined in conversation by Frankie Lee. Frankie is a podcast host and the owner of contentremoval.com. This episode is a fired up reminder for you to keep pushing forward to achieve what you're capable of in 2024 and you can expect to learn about Frankie's journey from joiner and boxing coach to leading podcast host and successful online entrepreneur. But this episode is so much more than a story and a journey. Frankie shares the benefits of sitting in your pain and understanding more about yourself, the price you have to pay to pursue your dreams and your purpose, the work that you need to do to unlock your full potential. And he brings all of that to life by taking you through the journey that he's been on over the last few years. This episode is a very fired up conversation with a man who's on a real mission right now. And I know you're going to take something away from the next hour and 15 minutes. 2024 is... Six weeks old at this time. And I really think that this is the boost and the drive that you need to remind you to keep pushing, keep dialing in, and achieve your potential in 2024. If you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We've had a record breaking January. So thank you so much to your support so far in the podcast. If you've been leaving a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and sharing it with friends or sharing it to your Instagram story, you are part of this journey. And I thank you for that. The music's about to play, and you have an inspiring conversation with myself and Mr. Frankie Lee. Frankie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. We made it happen.
1: Mate, we've made it happen. We've had audio problems. We do have everything, but today we're going to dive in. Let's let's do add some value.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. And I was saying to you before, I've been following you for a couple of years now, and you always have come across as an energetic, a focused, an enthusiastic person who really wants to do the right thing. But honestly, the 2024 version that I'm witnessing on Instagram stories, I'm witnessing on your podcast, I think it's just another level of like Frankie Lee 2.0 is coming to us this year.
1: I finally feel like I've awoken and come alive. And I think part of that is because at 35, when you've kind of done the work that I've done, you know done the breath work done the mindset work been 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 all around different countries lived in different locations had the had the toxic relationships come off the back of all that when you've when you've been through all these different journeys boxing and everything else that I've been through I think at 35 you can you can sit there and honestly say to yourself do you know what I'm doing this because it sets my heart on fire and it's what i'm meant to be doing and i'm not doing this to prove anything to anybody there's no ego to it like i'm just doing it because i genuinely enjoy it and i want to add value to the world and i think that's when you come when you come to that peaceful place within yourself and you're and, and you're you fully embody who the fuck you are that is when you can go all right now now i can actually give it a tear whereas before it's like you know it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of needle, a little bit of this, but you, but, but now you can actually sit within your power and know who the fuck you are and move forward. So I feel like I'm at that stage in life at 35.
0: It feels like if we're using a boxing term, the gloves are off. Like you really are like unleashed.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. It's like when I was, um, I mean, I will, I suppose we'll pivot into different parts of the story, but it was like, you know, when I've, when I've done certain things in life and we'll talk about this through the podcast. I've, I've, I've done things in my life at certain points to prove things to other people that I didn't have to prove. I didn't have to prove those things to other people essentially. So, um, I'm sure a lot of the audience will resonate with this as we talk, as we talk through it, but if essentially, if you're going through life and you, you do things for other people's validation or for what this can potentially bring to you, you kind of live this life that when you achieve these big goals or what you think is your goal, you get you, you. you, you arrive at the end and you're already defeated because you realize you're look at you looking out and what's looking back at you is, is like what's looking into an empty vessel because the work that should have been done on the internal thing to make you feel good about what you're externally achieving has not been completed so that's kind of that's kind of you know a, a whole array of things that I've, I've just put together over the years it's really like I just feel like i'm at a time now where i can i can come on here and just even give value to your audience about it because i've lived it I've, I've i've truly lived it and embodied it and been through it and been punched and everything else you know so it's it's not like i can't resonate with how everyone on this who's listening to this right now might feel you know they might be driving to their job uh, you know in, in england and it's raining and it's cold and it's miserable and you know, I've been the carpenter and joiner doing that. And, I, you know, I've had the boxing gym in Australia and I've, you know, I've done the sales job and I've, I, I've, I've had the internet business. So it's like, well, I can talk into these things. Hopefully, I'll add some value through this and, and we can move it along.
0: I completely agree. And there's going to be so many cumulative moments along the way that lead to the, The kind of avalanche that I feel that we're witnessing at this at the start of this year and when we were getting organized to record this I was trying to fit in with the different time zones that I assumed you were going to be on because obviously you do your podcast tours you go here there everywhere you have like a fantastic network of guests you've gone through traveling all over the place but you were saying to me at the start of this year I'm going to stay in England at the start of January and just get really really dialed in why was that what was driving that
1: So the, the, the the key, there's a few things that are the key driver to it. There's a, there's a, there's an array of things and I'll walk you through the array I spent, I mean, just to give you an insight into my calendar last year. I, I, I leave a place that I love in order to expand my podcast, which is Australia in December last year. I live in England for a few months. I, you know, it's the hardest time of the year to live in England, especially when you've lived the kind of life that I've lived for like eight and a half years in Australia, in the gold coast, I get here. Um, I, I then fly off to Dubai, I do content, I come back to England, I go back to Dubai, I do more content, I come back to the UK, then I'm expecting um, to to move out to Dubai, and I get blindsided, I meet I meet this beautiful woman, you know, these beautiful women come into your life at these times to teach you lessons about yourself, things that you don't know, and I kind of, I kind of, I didn't drop my podcast. I'd never drop my North star goal in terms of like my podcast, but I thought, Oh, you know, maybe I can pivot. This girl's an American girl, like half American, half Colombian, beautiful girl. You know, I thought I could see myself having a long-term relationship with this girl. So I thought, you know what, instead of going to Dubai, I'll cancel that and I'll, I'll go over on an, an American tour. And then, uh, then I went on a three month American tour and then I, we went to Dubai. And then when, when I kind of realized that me and her weren't suited in a relationship back in uh, at the end of november you know i had a lot of big podcasts going on at the time like kayla had seen and i was doing other big podcasts as well like big big podcasts for me at the level i'm at and trying to get to when i finally realized that this relationship wasn't working i thought you know what rather than doing what most men would do in this position and what i've done previously in the past which is going like you know do the hookup culture or you know try and rebound here and rebound there i thought you know what this is a moment because of the breath work because of the mindset work because of the mushroom journeys i have been on because of all this other spiritual stuff that I've done over the years that have brought me to this point I have an opportunity right now to do something I've never done and that's to sit in the pain of understanding that this isn't the right relationship for me but I'm going to sit in the pain of it and I'm going to feel every bit of it and I'm going to rise like a fucking phoenix out of it but but with the right learnings and lessons and insights and everything like you know i'm not just going to go i'm not just going to run the same program that everyone else runs i can learn something from this and this is a gift not not a not a curse. So I came back to England and I sat in that pain and I meditated and I learned about myself and I learned, you know, things where I'd compromise my values. That I said I'd never compromise that led me to keep kicking this can down the road. And I, I sat there and I, I, I ascertained, okay, who the, f- who the fuck am I? Why am I here? Everything like that. And I put it all together. Um, and even though that has been a, that has been a 10 year game, putting all that together, it's like it re- I, I'm really dialed in. Because now I'm like, you know, I won't compromise my health. I will never compromise my podcast. I will never compromise. I won't have a guest on if I don't resonate with them, or if I don't like them, or, or you know what I mean. Like, there's lots of guests that I can have on that bring me lots of clout, lots of views, but I do, I Good. don't like them. So all this stuff has been put together, even in the last six, six to eight weeks of, of of being in the UK since the end of November, and it, and it's been a, it's been a painful and beautiful time because you really get to understand self. And that's the key metric here is the closer you can get to self as soon as possible, that is when you can actually change the mirror image that the world is showing you back. Because if you can't change what, how you look from the internal externally, the external mirror that mirrors everything that you, that you believe in your life to be true, cannot change. So that's, that's, that's been the kind of the incredible realization,
0: Frankie and, and so powerful. And as human beings, we are wired to try and escape pain as quickly as possible. And modern society, many of the that you rail against in with your content, we dive into these instant gratification, pleasures, porn, drink, drugs, hookup culture, whatever else. And there's a desperate need for us to refuse these and for you as an example to your audience and as an example to the type of person that you want to be in the future, you've willingly sat within an area of pain where there is so much driving you internally in your head from your human nature to say, Frankie, get out of this, don't think about this, don't address this, move away, let's do something that makes me feel good in the moment, vaping, whatever it is to just try and escape from this pain by you voting with your actions to to meditate on it, to think about it, probably journal about it, and maybe some of the other habits that you've got, you've actively chosen something that other people won't do. And that's why you'll come out of a a breakup situation with the level of clarity that you have, like crystallizing the vision and the type of individual that you want to be for 2024 and beyond, I think is a really powerful lesson even before we've, I mean, we've just started speaking today. And it's so clear that if you can encourage somebody listening to this to sit within that pain for a little while and understand it better, look at the end result that can come from it. And we, if uh, as a physical manifestation, you've just shared, that you've lost four kilos, and you were already in decent shape, but now you're like in like ruthless shape, you're in fighting shape again. And you're in this space where you just seem unstoppable with the energy that you're sharing on socials.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the first thing I ascertained was like, okay, let's, what does the highest version of you turn up to the world as like, if you want to go and compete, not comp- this isn't even about competing. So if you want to compete with the best version of F- Frankie Lee, what does he look like? Well, I I kind of ascertained in my mind, the best version of Frankie Lee is not, he's not out fighting people or fighting the world, but he's in the boxing gym and he's doing the boxing, he's, he's lifting his weights, he's doing strength conditioning, he's, he's eating, you know, 1,800 to 2,500 calories a day of healthy food, depending on what his macros need to be to hit his micronutrients. He's supplementing them the right way to give himself the best opportunity of recovery. He is a higher value man that doesn't accept this from women in his life and only accepts this version of him like i'm only going to accept a woman in my life that comes in and generally lights up and adds value i'm not going to accept any degeneracy i'm not going to accept any of this any of that just be, not because i'd not because you they can do whatever they want to do but they're just not going to be with me while they're doing that or or moving in that way or or operating in that way and, and that goes for both my friends it goes for girlfriends it goes for anybody in my life people in business you know if you if, if if you're doing business with me and you cheat on your wife i'm not doing business with you because if you cheat on your wife you'll cheat on my me and my business so it's like all these little things what will i not compromise on and i wrote them down and i know that and i knew them i knew them before but sometimes when someone is beautiful, that, that they can, they can do things that, 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 you know, oh, I'll let that slide. I'll let that go. I'll let that go. I'm not letting any behaviors of anybody go this year. Like if you behave in a certain way and articulate yourself in a certain way, then, then you, if you fuck around, you're going to find out. And, the, and what you're going to find out is not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to attack you or be nasty to you or anything like that, but you're just going to be cut off. You're going to vote with your feet from, and vote with your actions. Yeah, I, vote. Completely see I, 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 I back myself as as believing in the value that I can bring to the world. And I want everyone that listens to this to understand the value that they bring to the table and the values that they understand. Because when you understand the values and you write down your core values, this is what I expect in my partner, male or female. This is my non negotiables. This is my non negotiables for what I want to achieve in life. These are my non negotiables for what I'll accept in my fitness and my physical journey. These are my non negotiables for how my body's going to look. When you get this fucking real dialed in I am this is what I will and this is what I won't accept in life in all areas of your life health wealth happiness everything girlfriend boyfriend all that stuff when you get that dialed in now you're a force to be reckoned with because you're on purpose if you can align that with then having a deeper purpose something that's bigger than you that you want to achieve in this world because it's about something more than you do like I do Uh, my 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 why philosophy for my podcast is to help people break patterns and flip perspectives in their life so they can have more clarity more direction and more success that is a very fucking powerful why to wake you up in the morning and get you to understand why you do what you do when you know all that and you put that together you become this fucking force that can that can just blast through anything but you can't do it until you know yourself so that's the whole point of what i've done here sat in that pain got to know myself and then And then, um, and this is why you're probably seeing a little bit of a, you know, I was, I was, I was resolute last year when I was even going through turmoil, but now I'm like, fuck me. I'm a different animal now. Even when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, fuck me.
0: It's been exciting to watch genuinely. And it's been, it's been inspiring to watch for anyone that's tuned in. They're going to feel that energy in the way that you're speaking, the way you're carrying yourself as well. You mentioned importantly, that it's been a 10 year journey. I want to go back to Frankie leaving the UK as a carpenter 2014 heading to Australia. What was life like back then?
1: Life was, life was, I'll I'll explain exactly what life was. I was an English heritage carpentry joiner, one of the youngest ever to get like, you know, to work on buildings, you know, Peterborough Cathedral, Westminster Abbey, you know, Thorpe Hall hospice, all these intricate, highly quality work carpentry jobs, you know, putting in cathedral doors and all this kind of stuff, intricate work. 11 pound 50 an hour is what I was getting paid. Um, And, and I knew in my life that there had to be more to life than doing that and swapping my time for money. I knew that there was more to it. I didn't know how to access it. The only thing I knew was that there was this beautiful location called Australia. It seemed like when I watched Neighbours Holly Valance was on there, I was like, you know, what? I'm sold. I'm sold. I watched Bondi Rescue. I watched at home or abroad and, and all these real estate programs on, you know, homes, homes abroad, homes under the hammer, all this stuff. You know relocation 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 and all this stuff and and it kind of lit me up and i was like you know what i just want to i just want to give that a go but i want to i want to caveat to the audience that i first wanted to leave the uk at 18 19 and it took me until i was 26 to land in australia and i'm 30 it's about 35 now about 25 I left England, so yeah you know I'm 35 now going on 36 so it's about 10 10 and a half years um so what was what was holding you off from making the move frankie this this is it so what held me off making the move was i realized that i wasn't good enough to be a top professional boxer and 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 work in that art i i you know all this stuff i'd realized that so i pursued this um goal of becoming this professional boxing trainer to try and prove to everyone else i was worthy of this substance and i became the youngest professional boxing trainer in the uk at the time i, I became that guy and then i became the youngest to, to ever work at world title level before ben davison took tyson fury in. when i took gary cochran in with um frank Greaves years later in 2017 for the wbo world title against jeff horn but what i realized in that kind of journey was that 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 was all that was what held me in the uk oh you need to be in the uk for this boxing thing to work this that, and the other but but this was all about I was doing this because this is what i wanted other people to see me as this boxing trainer this guy this guy so that held me back massively but then i decided right you know i've done enough i've worked with all these journeymen in the uk you know i've been on all the professional shows the match rooms the frank warrens the done the york hall circuits all that stuff with many many professionals and I realised, you know, I've got to t- I've got to take my chance. And I, and I, I booked a one way flight, and I, I I fly over on a on a um, Philippine Airlines flight for five hundred and fifty pound to Australia with a bag of clothes, uh, boxing gloves, boxing boots, and six thousand dollars. And very very quickly, I found out that starting a new life in a new country is not to be fucked with. Like it's a real hard slog. It's not easy. I I was broke twice i you know i couldn't feed myself for like four days it it was it was a it was a time of 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 turmoil joy nostalgia punches but one of the hardest things i had to face when i came to australia was like how much abundance there is in australia and how much money other people had and i had fuck all you know so it was was really hard to see all these young kids driving around these g-wagons and these range rovers and the and this whole comparison the comparison is the thief of joy is, is what everyone says well it is because I was, I was over there and i was just comparing myself to everyone's step 10 when i was on step one in the country so i just want to relate that back to the audience and what they're feeling right now there might be something in your life that you're doing right that you that you you look around and you're like you know it might be podcasting it might be something else and you're looking at someone else's step 10 when you're on step three and i just want to tell you that that is a fucking dumb idea because you're never going to be happy if you approach life like that. And that was my I early experience lot, in Australia. You. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Uh, from, you would from do, a yeah. comparison
0: perspective from a comparison perspective. I think for example, when I go to Dubai, I get inspiration from the, a lot of the people that I look at, but because yeah. I've done the work to understand that they are ahead of me on the map, they're ahead of me on the terrain, they've done things that I haven't done yet, they've done the work that I haven't done yet in particular industries, and recognizing that, in the same way I look up to podcasts like yourself, I'm I'm, I'm close to Chris Williamson, and I think he's absolutely smashing the game when it comes to modern wisdom, but I understand that he's six years into the journey, and he's also moved to Austin to make it happen, and it's it's springboarded from there, and there's all these different things you must recognize about The guys that are great in your industry have done things that you maybe haven't been either willing to do yet or haven't been able to do yet in terms of the skill level that you need to build up so it's amazing that comparison can both be this really negative thing as you say like you get to australia this new country you look around you're like "Shit, these guys are killing it why am i not but the actualized version of frankie that i speak to now looks at probably individuals within the podcasting game within the business game and goes wow that's more inspirational just because you're not coming maybe from the same place of lack or scarcity that you were previously
1: well there's a few things with the podcast game that, that i have to caveat um people like chris williamson smashed it i'm really proud of what to see what he's achieved because i know how, i know how hard he's worked and i know how genuine his growth is and everything like that there's other people at the top of the game at the minute that to be that if i'm totally honest with you the reason why they don't deserve to be there is because they're put there on the back of fake analytics and fake pump-ups and all this other shit that i know goes on in this industry so i don't there isn't many at the top of the game in the uk that i look up to because of how much fuck around find out there is so it, chris williamson is one of them because i know he's real and i know he's legit and i know his analytics are legit because i can see his growth pattern but others in the game you got it you got to discern you've got to discern who you're listening to and what you're watching because you see a lot of stuff it's not always what you, you can have false you
0: get. idols. Frankie, I'm, I'm hundred yeah. percent on board with that. And it's the same in the business world as well. There's a lot of fugazi fugazi and um, yeah. uh, Warren Buffett as a quote. Um when the tide comes out, you'll see who was swimming with no, with no trunks on basically, and that it's, will happen in the future too.
1: It's going to be interesting in the podcast game. You're going to see, I'm predicting that you're going to see in the next four to five years that a few people who have got massive sponsorship deals on the back of getting lots of views and all this kind of stuff it's going to start washing through the industry what's really going on and what's really behind it the reason how i know that is because who, like that the amount of sharing of the content's going on the, the amount of all this and the other like i suppose when you watch my stories or when you watch other people's stories that actually have a podcast it gets actual listenership you'll see them share people and you'll see um like you might see famous faces share the podcast you might see this and the other. like there's a real interaction with it and i think When you see podcasts out there that seem like they're smashing it, but you don't see a lot of that is it's kind of like, oh, there's a bit of a red flag there. The reason I'm telling you this is because this relates to the audience and everything they're going through in life, because you're going to be a footballer and you're going to see other footballers you think are smashing it that are not smashing it. You're going to see models that are smashing it, that aren't smashing it. You're going to see all these, this works in every industry. I'm just telling you from my perspective in podcasting, because that's the industry I'm sat in right now, there's a lot of people leading champagne lifestyles on beer tokens is what i'm saying yeah and you know some people have just absolutely 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 you know what i look at some podcasters in this game and i'm like you know what how you've sold that to those kind of sponsors for that kind of engagement level is uh, i give you a round of applause because that is salesmanship 101 you know and that is literally what life is like life is like they have they have they have sold something they haven't got and there's so many people selling you something that they haven't got so make sure if you don't look at other people and what they've got you can't get sold something which you haven't got so don't look at what anyone else is doing don't agree. look at what Colin's is doing don't look at what frankie's doing don't look at what whoever else in any other industry is doing just focus on how, do, how what's the quickest way for me to get to the internal core and understand self, because that is the key that unlocks all the fucking doors to everything that you say that you want in life, right? And how willing are you to go down a path to find out who the fuck you are?
0: One of my favorite phrases that you have, Frankie, is talking about when assessing whether the ladder that you've got up against the wall is a ladder that's climbing up the right wall. And yeah. I want to go to a point in your journey when you started to assess that in your own life for the first time, because you're talking here about pursued mastery and joinery and got all these amazing qualifications, these amazing recognition, did the same in the boxing training world. But there obviously comes a moment where you're assessing that and you're thinking, is this really for Frankie or is this for others? And I find that an incredible recognition that you can have.
1: I can tell you the exact moment it happened. I can tell you the exact moment it happened in my life. So, picture the scene. You've you've done the work. You've done five, six years in in just as a boxing trainer alone. Let alone what you've done in the boxing game. But like in in, in bo- as a boxing trainer, right? You've gone all around the country. You've gone to multiple countries across Europe. You've got you're now, you're now in Australia. You're now walking out to the WBO world title fight in front of fifteen thousand fans on four different TV channels across the world. Yeah, multiple TV channels. Yeah, you're walking out. You have got Michael Buffer. Announcing the fighters in the ring, you know, and Michael Buffer stood there and he's saying and he's well, he's talking about Gary Cochrane, he's saying, and then he's talking about Jeff Horn, and he's like, "Let's get ready to rumble." And in that moment, I look out into the crowd, and I'm looking out at like fifteen thousand people, like it's 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 just all around us, and I'm looking there, and I feel like this isn't what I was expecting it to be. This doesn't feel like my dream why and we had to pull him out in round 10 or 11 because he had cuts above both eyes and one below the fire so we so essentially uh, you know we had to we had to protect him as a fighter and we're in that we're walking back to the changing room and i just i just feel like i feel different i feel deflated not but it's not because of the loss i've lost something way bigger than than this than this fight as a trainer you know what i'm saying i've lost something way more than that hmm. and i got back to the hotel in brisbane and i've sat there on the side of the bed and um i'm like fuck, and i'm just sat there and i'm like fuck me man this is this is something this is i'm i'm, I'm heartbroken i am fucking heartbroken because in that moment i realized that i've pursued something for all my life And it wasn't even for me. I realized it was for other people and what other people and for the social media posts and for everything else. And I was fucking heartbroken because I thought, how can a guy who actually knows more about himself than most of the other people that you've met in life get taken along a route where he doesn't even know himself and now he's sat there literally in tears because he's pursued something and put so much time and effort into something that just to prove something to someone else it was soul-destroying and that opened up a whole other array of doors that kind of another painful moment that i just had to sit in and really, really, really dig into myself rather than let's go and fuck the world so we can forget about the pain kind of thing, because it was a real painful moment. It was a, it was a shift that I can't even describe it really was
0: because there's so much time and effort that's gone into it and you've done the work so willingly as well. And with such intensity, that's probably why the emotion was so sharp. When you, you reach that level and you, you actually find that. Like the, the, the way you say it the, the ladder was up against the wrong wall you were trying to climb the wrong building you were trying to climb the wrong mountain whatever phrase you want to use no wonder it hurts more because there's been a lot of effort and time and energy invested into that appreciate there's probably a lot of skills that were built within that that you've gone on to apply in other areas which is always important so that time is not lost or wasted it's just unfortunate that you didn't have the same level of alignment that you have now yeah back then because imagine where you would be but equally these lessons are absolutely a blessing for the kind of man that you've gone on to become
1: so just for the audience's context i really want them to understand this that when you i'm going through a part a part in my life where i'm coming off the back of losing a person that i thought i was going to be with right that's painful then i was coming off losing a sport i loved and was stripped of the sport i loved because i realized that I was pursuing it for the wrong reasons. And when I left the UK, I was stripped of my family. So what, what am I saying to you? Well, I'm saying that in life, you have to be willing to lose something and sit within the pain of the loss to be able to see the abundance that can come on the other side the loss and the lesson that comes with that. But it's all about the more pain you can endure and the more pain you can sit within rather than going outside of yourself to try and numb the pain to feel it and process it and do the internal work with it that is where this self-belief this deep inner knowing of self comes and when you get that fucking deep inner knowing of self you can break through ceilings you never thought you could ever break through in your life and you can achieve things that you never even conceptualized and you've got to have that as a core factor in you to propel you to the level that, you know, deep down in your core, your true self knows exactly what it's here to do and what it's fucking about. But you sometimes deny that because you might not want to sit within the pain that you've been given, you've been given the pain to learn a lesson. So when you're given the pain, embrace the pain and learn the lesson that you're given, do not cover it up essentially is what I learned.
0: It's wonderful that you've had that really two clear examples in the in the first 30 minutes of us getting to speak together that you're able to call upon and i also the reason that i think that first initial moment of pain is so valuable to late 2023 frankie is that you recognized that you needed to sit within it because you know that good things come off the back of being willing to do that whereas in today's society as i was saying there's so many temptations so many vices that we can dive into that some people have never sat in pain for longer than A couple of minutes before they try to escape from something else i'm not happy with this i'll just distract myself i'm not happy with that i'll just distract myself whereas back in 2017 you've done that work and willingly been like okay i need to sit within this pain and it's a future lesson for all these different experiences that have probably come up over the last number of years throughout that time where you've been like okay good things come when i am willing to accept what this pain is right now understand it go deeper into my inner self And identify what I need to do to propel myself forward. And I guess if you look at your timeline, it's very important that people understand that you've had these lessons previously, and it's continuing to to happen continually for you.
1: So the less the lessons are getting, they're getting like real specific because I've because I've done so much inner work now. When I get a lesson now, it's really specific and to the point. I'm like, oh, like the, the when the breakup with the relationship was all to do about. I'm, I'm very giving to other people and I like to give the world value and i try and give everyone else everything, but sometimes people can give so much of themselves that they can kind of lose themselves on the other side of that, or potentially risk losing themselves. Now I'm dialed in to, to never truly lose myself, but I can still lose parts of myself and in that relationship, I was losing and compromising parts of myself. And I had to realize that. And the only way to realize that is to go through a little bit of pain and, and and understand where these lines were crossed lines that shouldn't have been crossed you know in this relationship because you know i have a podcast and i have things to do and i have i have structure and how i move my life is like this and if someone's going to come and fit in with that they have to dial in with the way that and the direction of my life because that's just the way it is for me because i designed my life to to facilitate that type of life because that's what i love and that's what i enjoy it's what lights me up so when You have to be have to know that when you start getting pulled off course, be it by a person, whether it's a friend, whether it's a parent, whether it's someone else putting doubt into your life or questioning or something else like that, you you have to be like sit within your power. This is is the power I'm talking about. The power is all within you to change anything, any area of your life. But you just have to one believe it's possible and two be willing to put the 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 work and the reps in to achieve the the outcome that you want. So have a definite purpose. Yeah,
0: you speak so clearly on it now, Frankie. But I want to go back to a point where you first started working with Lino in your journey, and I want you to tell the audience who Lino was to you and what he
1: enabled and unlocked. Lino, Lino, in a lot of ways, is a brother to me. You know, he, he, he was my breathwork coach. He was my breathwork coach, and I, I met Lino on the back of another breakup. Um, i've you know when it comes to when it comes to dating beautiful women you know i i i've i've got the t-shirt and i've done the i've dated all the beautiful women but one key thing that i've noticed about all the beautiful women that i've dated is all the beautiful women i've dated have come from um homes where the dad's gone missing or you know it's a bit they've got a negative connotation with the male masculine figure in their life whereas i've come from a stable background my mom and dad have been married 40 years so i I, I noticed um through working with Lino at the time of this breakup and doing going into all the breath work and all the stuff this was back in australia like three or three three years ago or something that i was uh i was i was trying to repair other people and and trying to be this this you know what i mean like you just get into this you just get into this i can fix everything because i fix everything else in everyone else's life and Try and have a podcast that helps people fix up and move on so you become this fixer so my my, my process with Lino and getting introduced to leno was through my friend molly and and me and leno went on a breathwork journey where i i committed that i would breathe with him like literally daily for like 12 weeks and it just took me further and further and further and further inward and what i realized was And what came out for me was there was a lot, there was a lot of tears. There was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of feeling of, um, dismay, a lot of feeling of disdain, a lot of feeling of hurt, angry, but this was all stored in me at a cellular level. You see, when you, when you, when someone pisses you off and you think that, and you've not spoken about it in the physical world or said anything, this same other, you are storing that in a cellular level within your body. And I, I had done this my whole life. So i was releasing traumas and releasing patterns right the way through this breathwork journey and it was beautiful because again what did it give me it gave me an opportunity over 12 weeks to really lean into that and then obviously with leno i i went on mushroom guided mushroom journeys when i was ready for the stage and that taught me a whole new level of self and everything but if you're asking me to describe it in, 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 in one word, i would just say transformational. It's just, it just changed my whole fucking life. You know, I, I, quite if a few we things. If you look at the language like
0: that time. you're able to use now though, Frankie, that's, that's from somebody that's done the work. If some, if, if you spoke to somebody who was using some of the terminology we're using, talking about the inner self and you weren't ready to hear it, you would like, Oh, woo woo, like, Oh, what's he talking about? That's so spiritual. Like I'm not, I'm not connecting with that but the way that you join it together from a fluency perspective and an national perspective, that's why people are willing to hear and listen because it, the messenger really does matter in these things. In my opinion, I, I, as like, and I, if I look at my audience, if my guests don't walk the walk, but they talk the talk, Episode does not perform as well, and people don't take as much action off the back of it. They don't feel moved to share it to an Instagram story. They don't feel moved to send it into a group chat. They don't feel moved to say, Oh, I ended up buying that journal or I ended up doing this course or whatever it was off the back of this conversation because I was really inspired. If I look at the journey you've been on, and you're talking about those initial 12 weeks, it's completely rewired and transform- transformed some of the language that you use and the way that you think about yourself. And of course, recognizing that you were storing some of this and we can, the term trauma is thrown around too easily nowadays, but I completely agree with it. In this circumstance, you were storing trauma that needed to be let out through some sort of outlet. And it just so happened that breath work was the initial connection that enabled you to dig in there and decide to deal with it.
1: I think what a lot of this audience has to understand, Colin, is one simple thing. The person you have the conversation with the most is yourself. And how you talk to yourself is crucially important to what you get in your physical reality, and what you manifest, so to speak, in from other people. So other people will only treat you how you treat yourself. So if I, so if I, neg- so if I negate my non-negotiables with a girl, with a with a woman in my life, then of course the world's going to show me more lessons about that. If if you're out there not speaking up when when someone's wronged you or letting letting friends get away with 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 talking to you something like that or letting family talk to you a certain way again that inner thing you need to make your inner self and i'm talking to every single one of you that's still still with me at this point in the podcast right you're talking you, and i want to say to you I, i've gone from a carpenter and 11 pounds an hour to someone who's got online business and this that, and the other, I'm not saying that I'm fucking Elon Musk, but what I am saying is like, if you can't resonate with this journey, I don't know what journey you're going to resonate with, but now is the time to resonate with something because this, what I'm saying to you right now, could actually change your life. The internal dialogue and the way that you speak to yourself is so, so crucial and powerful. It's your way to transform. Form self in levels you can never even comp- comprehend and i just need every single one of you to really get that that everything that colin's asking me and everything that i'm trying to lead towards is all about internal dialogue what is your internal conversation like is it kind would you speak to a friend that way and when i st- when i started to go through this uh, pattern with lino there was things that i was saying to myself internally that were just you can't even imagine how much I hated some parts of myself, you know, like I hadn't even accepted some parts of myself. Imagine going what through would your the big whole life that up, Frankie. I think I'd never given myself any self love and I never gave myself any credit for what I was achieving when i actually when I actually look back at what I've achieved in the world like it's pretty it's pretty fucking special to me, like you know I should be proud of that. Why shouldn't I be proud of that you know not many people would 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 go out and put themselves out there enough to do that and i and that's not to be arrogant or to be condescending to anyone listening to this It's to say that i have in in, if, in order for me to achieve everything i want in my future which is way more than i've got now i have to accept then and be kind to myself about what i've already done because that's a buy that that's a building block in order to instill the self-belief to know that you've achieved this well done you know we're not going to stand there and clap forever but let's just st- pause for a moment look back reflect accept that we've worked hard we've got to a point that point was a dream to us 10 years ago five years ago one year ago accept it and be like okay that's fucking good i'm going to celebrate that i'm going to clap myself along the way i've done all right there i've still got more to to go and take from the world and still got more to give the world but let's just celebrate the journey because because let's just say the journey that you're on right now and you listen to this and your journey feels like a struggle or a battle or uphill or this that any of it if you if you if your life feels like that there's one thing that you're not fucking doing and that's getting present with the moment that you're in and sitting in a bit of gratitude for what you've got right because even if you think your life's shit because you've got a 15 pound an hour job and you're not in the job you enjoy there's someone over there that that would love to get out of their wheelchair and go to work right now and do what you're doing, but you don't ever sit in any gratitude and you can't ever pull yourself to a higher vibrational frequency without first going into gratitude for what you already have. There's two,
0: there's two words They both begin with P that you've used. Um, one of them is pause. And then the other one there was perspective, because if you pause, you give yourself the opportunity to assess. And the, t- the kind of people that listen to a self-development podcast every single week for an hour, an hour and a half, best believe we are quite relentless. We're always chasing something. And they fall yep. into the same trap that you did where they don't recognize the potential achievements. And that when you pause, that's your opportunity to zoom out, and understand, as you said, 10 years ago, you would have killed to live this lifestyle or you would have killed to have this job or this car or this watch or this access to resources that you've got, like the the gym that you get to go to every day and you drive your car there and it's warm and it's safe and, it's, and you get to go and pursue the best version of yourself. And then the perspective piece, my goodness. There's so many good ways that we can do that in terms of, and that's where you do compare yourself to the hardships of others. And you understand that we do have it very fortunate, I, I personally, and I and, and think many podcast bros fall into this environment. I always talk about Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. It's a fantastic book in order to just assess quite how much hardship man can tolerate in terms of the concentration camps and all the different um, horrors that come with that but you can scale that down as you said to absolutely anything in any particular area and just have that moment of gratitude for the circumstances which you find yourself in but not only that but also the agency that you have if you have the time and the money and the resources to sit and listen to a podcast for an hour two hours whatever it is you're probably in a pretty good circumstance you could take agency over your current circumstances and improve them in some regard, maybe not all the way to the dream life that you've always dreamed of at this moment in time, but you can move the needle in the right direction. And when you take the time to consume content like this and you move forward with it, you're going to end up in a different place from the vast majority of society who are on that autopilot chugging along lifestyle and never taking time to pause as you've compelled people to do Frankie.
1: Well, the one way to do it, in my opinion, is to change your language. And the language that I would change Mm. is from this it's from the, I have to go to work to, I get to go to work. I have to go to the gym. I get to go to the gym. I have to buy my mom flowers. I get to buy my mom flowers. Do you understand? Like it's language, language, language is casting spells on your life. It's called spelling for a reason because the words that you speak cast spells into your life and those spells manifest in your reality. It sounds woo woo. It sounds like, oh, you know, you've gone away with the fairies. No, I just know it from deal. I I've been through levels of life and can conceptualize where i've moved further ahead by talking to myself in a kinder way than when i haven't and it's not even it's not even like a little bit of difference it's night and day difference how you I speak to how you look at yourself is everything there's
0: genuine science behind it as well the neuroplasticity in your brain evolves based on the language that you use and i've been fortunate to host a number of different performance coaches from the u.s and the u.s are so much better at this than the brits In like um so i'll interview a lady called lauren johnson who was the performance coach for the new york yankees for a number of years and she always talks about changing the term nervous to excited now they're yep. fundamentally similar butterflies in the stomach if we're gonna quote Eminem, these weak arms are heavy. Like, like your 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 palms are sweating. All that nonsense, right? is that that is hundred percent the case. But by changing, I'm getting excited to play this game. From I'm nervous to play this game, you start to recognize that this energy that you're feeling, this level of heightened awareness and state, is going to help you perform, not hinder it. So if I was nervous before a public speech or a pitch that I'm doing to to a new client. I'm going to fumble my words, I'm going to talk too quickly. But if I'm excited, I'm going to be sharper, more articulate. I'm going to recall examples and I'm going to remember the things that I want to ask. I've just completely flipped the language to enable me to perform at my best self. And so I love when you use the example of get to or have to, or whatever, whatever the terminology is. When you make that change, your mind and your body react differently off the back of it. And people can dismiss it, but you're the one that's applying it and reaping the rewards of doing so so why not join in the game if you if you think it, if you think it's stupid give it a try and we'll see who's laughing in two three weeks time when you've
1: had a noticeable impact on how you live yeah I th- see anxiety and excitement like you say are the, are the same are the exact same chemical exact same feeling the the reason why you're, you're you've identified it as anxiety is because you're using it as a disempowering point in your life when you could be using it as an as an impact as an empowering point so it's like You get to everything that you look at in your life. You get to look at through two lenses, right? You get to look at whether you're going to take something from it or you get to, or you get to look at it like it's a negative, like I said, took something away from you and you get the power of choice as a human being. You've got the choice on how you look at everything that happens to you in life. I just now consciously choose, even when it's painful to do it, I consciously choose to look at what I've learned from that lesson. What have you learned from that relationship? And send, you know, positive vibes that person's way. If you have broken up with someone, like if you, if you, if you're in a job, you're like, what are you learning from the job? What skills are you, you know, you might be in a sales job. You might not enjoy it, but you're learning how to sell. You're learning how to talk to people. You're learning how to communicate. That is a great skill to learn and take with you to other areas of your life. So everything's giving you something. It doesn't, you know, so just don't look at it like it's always taken from you. You know because that's where that's where the kicker is that's where the punch comes you don't need to don't need to have that punch every day you know
0: agreed frankie one of the things you brought up is that you've managed to build an online business during this period and that's content removal when did that start
1: content removal.com started in 2017 um to september 2017 i started content it was it was a mad it was a mad journey to finding content i tell you it's a mental journey. Um, I'll, 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 I'll dial it in because I think it's a powerful one for the audience to learn. I think, Let's you know, learn something from it. So I was, I had a boxing gym, a one-to-one boxing gym in the gold coast and I, and I had a client come in called James Gray and I thought at that time that I was helping him lose weight whilst I'm helping him lose weight. And we're taking stones off this guy, kilos off this guy week in week out, cause he was quite overweight, but he was a very, very good articulate businessman, salesman he said to me frankie do you read and i'm like no at the time i didn't read i didn't read books it didn't i did, you know i didn't do all these things he says well you got to start reading Think and grow rich you know richest man in babylon you know for wall street straight line selling all this kind of stuff uh, 10x 10 like all these books and classics i started to read and i started to understand when i started to read It was improving my language, how I articulated myself. It was taking me away from that building site talk of always swearing every second word and allowing me to put language together. It was just improving all areas of my life. And he said to me, you know, what, Frankie, you you shouldn't, you should, if you truly want to move forward in life, you should get into sales because sales is what you should be doing, like sales will unlock doors for you that you can't even see. And he, I, I thought I was training him, but actually he was paying, but also mentoring me at the time. So I, so I leave this, I leave my gym and I shut it up and I started this sales role and I'm working for this reputation management company. Now, my, my, no, no, actually my first sales role was in a marketing company working for him and I lasted a week and I got sacked because I couldn't read off a script and do all that stuff. And he just said, look, man you're not listening to what I'm saying, forget about it. But. And that hurt me a lot because I thought, fuck me, you're the one that told me to get into sales, but you've got rid of me after a week. So it's like, oh, fucking, it's kind of like popcorn. You didn't even give me a chance. But he was teaching me something there that I couldn't see at the time, but shortly after I saw it. So it just, that just gave me the fucking, that needle in me. Like, I still had, I still had the, I've got to prove a world a point thing. And that was helping me at this point in time because I hadn't quite squashed that in my, in my character. So I got another job working, working in a reputation management company. And I was looking and I thought, I'm going to go a bit different with this one. I'm going to look at the outside of what they're doing and I'm going to see how I can add my own little flair into this and send it off a little bit more. So I realized that the whole team over here were, were were doing like 30, 40, 50 grand a month between like three of them on the phones over here. And I was coming in and I was in between sales and BDM role. And I'd proper sold myself in the interview as like, you know, I've been doing this for years. Don't worry about me. I've got this covered. And then I literally watched a Jordan Belford straight line selling course for about three hours and just absorbed it all. And that's all the, all the sales training I had. So I get there and I start, and I start realizing how they're selling. This is not, it's not, it's not how to do it. They've got, Why are we doing one and a half, two, three grand deals when we could be doing it takes as much time to do a three grand deal as it does to do a hundred grand as 50 grand it's like, And I'm like, I'm starting, I'm, I'm so early in sales. I'm, I'm like, I've got, I'm onto something here. So I started reaching out to ce- celebrities and brands and, and big players. And I started, doing like 10, t- I started to do like a 10, like these, these were doing one and a half grand review removals. I was doing like five grand, 10 grand, 32 grand, 50 grand, you know, we get onto month two, my first, you know, my first few months sales, like 175 grand, I've outsold all of these fuckers inside a couple of months. So now, was, because I'm now reading books at the same time, I start thinking to myself, hang on a minute, I'm a sales guy, I'm on uncapped potential, but I'm in a highly taxed role right now because I'm taking it as personal income. I realized I needed a piece of equity of the business. So I, so I presented a meeting and said, look, I'm outselling your th- three or four of your sales guys here on my own. Right. And I reckon I could run it up to like three, four, 500 a month, K a month. I'm happy to do that. I want 5% of the business. And they're looking at me like, "Fucking hell, this guy's a cheeky little bastard. But I knew, I I knew that I deserved that equity in the business because of what I was bringing to the table. You were
0: also opening your so- mind up to the possibility of asking for big things through the content you were consuming. It didn't seem out of reach. So I, I really resonate with that. I like it.
1: Yeah, it's, it, nothing, nothing seemed impossible. So I'm so I sit there for this meeting and I ask for this equity. And of course they offer me, they come back and they offer me like quarter of a percent or something nonsensical. And because I had so much self belief in my ability to sell and that I could sell anything now, cause I'd just done this. I'm like, well, fuck it then I quit. So I quit and I, 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 I I'm walking out the office and I come back the next day and I was i was coming back through the week to finish off a couple of days of my term and i i get a call from this celebrity that i've been trying to sign forever for this company to do reputation management for i get a call from her head of pr and she goes to me look frankie i've just looked over your proposal and um she says i want to give you an analogy and i went oh what's the analogy she goes well Reputation management seems a bit like plumbing. It seems like we're pushing shit down, but it's just gonna come back up. Why can't we remove the content? I went, what do you mean? Like content removal? She's like, yeah, content removal. Why can't you do that? And I'm like, I'm sat there and I'm like, well, explain then. So if if I could give you a way to to remove the content, you know, that's what you want. That's what you'll pay for. Is it like, she's like, yeah, I said, worries we'll 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 present you with a proposal to remove content so i went i I got off the call i go on to godaddy.com i type in content removal content removal.com's there for like 550 dollars. i mean that domain now is worth about 200 grand right so just just to conceptualize how the universe gives you it gives you things right so just just understand from this story the universe is giving me a sign right now it's saying here's a gift horse don't look it in the mouth so, and you so, were
0: open to the opportunity and ready to take action on it which is vital
1: vital so i just bought this domain right i bought this domain and i walked out of that office and i packed my shit up and i bought contentremover.com and i'm sat there and i'm like i don't know how to remove content i don't i don't know anything about this industry but fuck me can i sell fuck me can i sell so i so i said to um, Lucinda her name was this head of PR I said Lucinda send me over send me over the links you, you want to remove she sent me 11 links I wrote a fucking proposal that said this change my life forever this proposal change my life to so dial into this point because this is fucking crucial because if you're running an agency business these proposals change your life so make sure you listen to this part of the podcast because it's important I wrote a proposal that said this once I've removed five links this unlocks a contract and then I put the contract value and it was a long proposal and it had the links in it and it explained what I was going to deliver and all this kind of stuff. I'd made it all up based upon what the market was saying and da, da, da. anyway, I made it all up. How I got to the figure of what I was going to propose the contract for is I took what I owed on my mortgage and I put it with what I needed to earn per year and I put it together and I came to 132 grand, right? And I sent the proposal for 132 grand to Lucinda. And I said to her, once I've removed five links of the 11, it unlocks this contract. Does that sound fair enough? And they came back and went, yes, that sounds fair enough. But I'm sat there with one fucking problem. I've never removed a piece of content in my entire life and I'm stuck here with five bits of content, but fuck me, I'm gonna find out how to do it, right? So, so I get a call shortly after I've just, I've just got this thick de- this, this acceptance to do this deal and I get a call. It's off my friend in the UK and there was a website called anon.ib and it had been leaking all the girls' nudes across the UK in files all over the internet. So if they'd ever sent a nude to their boyfriend, you know, there's other guys sharing other girls' nudes on this, on this site. And a couple of my girlmates, well, my girl, Right. and her friend had been had been um implicated in this and, exposed and had yeah. their and and had their content shared right and i was like oh yeah she's like well you're in reputation management can you help us remove the content i thought ironically i am content removal.com now and i can help you so i go off and i learn how to remove content by removing these girls nudes online right so i get this shut down and I'm, and i' i just I just became a savage at removing content. And then I started to get like one link removed for for this client. And then I got the second link. And then I got the third link. And then two links fell. And I'm like, fuck me. I unlocked that contract. I unlocked that contract by removing that five links. And that $132,000 was earned off the back of thinking, not physical labor. Thinking. That client stayed with me for seven fucking years and paid me at starting point, 132 grand, and went on from there. Now, here's the kicker. I took that model and repeated it another two times with another couple of influencers in, in fish, fit, uh, fitness and fashion in Australia. And inside month one of my business, I was doing half a million a year in revenue, right? And it all came from thinking I just took an idea and I just ran with it and I sold it first and I figured it out on the way down. And it changed my fucking life forever.
0: I love to hear that Frankie and I knew it was an inspiring story but I love the depth that we've managed to go into along the journey as well and I really think that there's a lot to be learned from you found in particular a real pain point in the industry that was that was like not being addressed and circumstance and opportunities and whatever came your way you just continued to take it and take it and take it and take it and one of the questions I want to ask you about contentremoval.com is that it's clearly something that is extremely valuable to celebrities, influencers, whoever it is out there that's, that has stuff out there on the internet about them that wants to and you've been able to scale it to a really incredible level. But I know that alongside that you've been building the podcast. I want to understand the different sacrifices that have to happen for these both to coexist at once.
1: About 9 million pounds a year. Well, wow. that's how much has been sacrificed. Yeah how would you explain
0: that to somebody who doesn't understand why you would sacrifice that 9 million
1: because you know content removal as a business can can easily do a million a month like you know what i mean easy um 1.2 million the sacrifice is that you can't service as many clients you can only service select clients you don't want to hold a massive book of clients you just want to pick and choose your clients you run a highly profitable agency model on a small scale and you don't you know you you might run it at like you know 100 150k a month rather than trying to run it at a million a month so it costs you about nine to ten million in revenue that's how it works like if i'm truly honest with you that's that's how much you lose why i've done it is this i know i'm meant to be a voice in the world and speak at a top level and add value to people's lives and i know there's many 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 nine millions to be made in this world and to and you can make them in ways that you fully enjoy i enjoy i look after a lot of famous women and i enjoy looking after them because they deserve to be protected online because of what they do and they don't deserve to be attacked in the way that they're attacked and I, i you know i've got a sister and i wouldn't want her attacked in that way so i look after a lot of women and I look after a lot of brands. I look after a lot of very famous like CEOs and stuff like that as well. But, you know, I have a small book of clients, 15, 20 on at any one time. And, you know, I, 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 I service I service them and I care about them and, and they become friends of mine as well through the business. And I run a small team and everything's like that. And I, I keep it like that for a reason but the true cost of, of 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 having a passion for a podcast like this is the cost of opportunity and the cost of opportunity at the moment is like probably probably about 11 9 to 9 to 10 million quid a year so other if you look at other businesses in my space they're all they're the kind of numbers that they're all doing so that's the cost of opportunity that's the true cost of opportunity and i know with the with the with with pure focus and pure pursuit of just that goal i know i do that number I know I do it. I outsell all of them, but you have to be truly in love with the purpose. But my purpose isn't contentremoval.com. My purpose is to speak to millions of people and to be in their ear and to push them further in their life and to move the message. And if that's got to cost me a little bit of short term game to see my long term vision come into the world, I will pay that price every day and twice on a Sunday. And I'm willing to do that. And I'll wear it and I won't let it upset me because I know that the world's got a bigger plan for me. And I know I get paid back in perpetuity for the value that I bring to the world. And I bring a hell of a lot more value to the world with my voice, I believe, than I will ever bring with contentremoval.com.
0: I think that's a really important realization. And I want to share with you something that I learned from one of my guests, Dr. Yusuf Smith, in one of my interviews. He told me about the four currencies. And you're going to like this, Frankie. Currency number one, money. So that's the revenue from contentremoval.com or whatever business or whatever career you're in. Currency number two is freedom of time. So that's the ability to spend your time as you wish. Like, is it, is it relatively, are you trading an hour of your time for X amount? Whatever else. Number three, freedom of location. So wherever you want to be, you can be, you can travel, you can move around. You don't necessarily need to be at an office or a base. You could work from wherever. And number four is what you've just been speaking about really, really clearly there. And it's passion and fulfillment. And so many people don't optimize for that fourth one, and they don't understand that that fourth one is so important. But if I look at how you have set up your life, at the moment, you are really strongly optimizing for satisfaction at the behest of number one, nine million pounds potentially worth per year that you're sacrificing off the back of that. And... I firmly believe from the people that I've spoken to that have been the most successful, but also the most fulfilled and content in how they live their lifestyles and in alignment with who their true selves are. And they have longevity off the back of that as well. that's a key thing about podcasting that many people under underrate. If you want to jump on this, just reviews or you're actually in love with having the conversation, good, luck. Having, good you know, luck, 100% you'll fall good off on you. We know this. You have really recognized the importance of number four. And the people that last in whatever industry they turn their hand to and last in life in terms of their level, steady, happy, content person over the longer term, they understand that you cannot just optimize for one, two or three, in particular, number one in terms of money, because it doesn't last.
1: I can I can always earn enough money to do what I need to do in my life because I have the ability to sell and I, I, and I only sell stuff that I believe in. You know, when I, I told people from day one that I'm I'm the best in the world at removing content, there's no one, I didn't even know how to remove content, but I became the best because I believed it from day one, even when I couldn't even remove content, I set the standard before I've even entered the arena of what I'm going to do like you know i want to build the biggest education podcast in the world why because i know it's within me i know it's what i'm here to do i know i know what i'm about i know i know it i know the game you know what i'm saying like i believe in every level of my being to compromise that just to chase an extra few zeros on a bank account that when you spend it i know that the money doesn't make you happy bro i do you know how many how many bros i see in dubai that are just rolling around with the cars, the watches, the obnoxious girlfriends. They're not, I know these guys, they're they're not happy. They're not fulfilled. I just, mate, I I walk through life with a black t-shirt, black trousers, it just, my life is so simple. My life is so simple. I eat clean food. I just want to train at the gym. I just want to have interesting conversations. Today, I spoke to the family office of a billionaire, right? Who wants reputation management. And what you've got to realize about billionaires is they just don't want to be on the internet. And when I ask them why they don't want to be on the internet, it's because wh- why would why would we, we're optimizing our life? We just we just want peace and tranquility, and we don't we don't want to be on the internet, Frankie. And we're happy to pay you um decent amounts of money to just make that not happen, you know. So we don't want our children on it. We don't. What about a personal brand? And they just laugh at you, you know. Family offices laugh at laugh at you for personal brand. So it's like you you you've got to understand that you have to first know who you are and what you want and then you can optimize for that if you don't have that and we go back to this internal conversation with yourself i could have been blindly pursued money but i'm not i'm just i just pursue now enough high value clients that i want to one they've got to add value to my network they've got to. they've got to pay my fees They've got to be a joy to service as a client. And I'm telling you now, the higher the value to the client, the nicer they are to service as a client anyway, and I'll add massive value to your life, but they add value to my life too. And I'll run a smaller book of clients and I'll run it highly profitable and I'll deliver a mad amount of value. And I'll also not lose touch with who the fuck I am along the process. And it's non-negotiable, non-negotiable. It's a line in the if sand. I- I am not optimizing for revenue numbers, right? Because that is like selling your soul to the devil. Because when does the revenue number end? If I got it to 10 million, now it has to go to 20 million. If I got it to 20, it has to go to 40. If I get it to 40, it has to go to 80. Oh, now there has to be an exit. Why does it have to be an exit? Why can't it just be a cash flow business that funds other areas of your life? Why does it have to be, why do you have to systemize it to be exitable? Who told you that? Why does it have to be that way? That would be a ladder because, on the wrong wall, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because my, 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 mate, William Brown says to me, why don't you build that to sell it? I'm like, you don't understand. He's like, well, don't I understand. You can sell anything. You could sell that for a lot of money. Yeah, I could, you, you're right. I could. But you know how much work I've got to put in for a year and a half to get to the point where it's a saleable asset in the way that you're telling me to sell it, and And I don't don't want to pull energy
0: away from what really matters, which is your opportunities to go to Dubai, America, Australia again, and and build and build the show in the direction that you want to build it in with the conversations.
1: Bro, when you when you when you have the kind of people ringing you up to help them in the way that I do, you really don't need to worry about optimizing for just revenue. You know what I'm saying? Like like I've looked after some of the biggest celebrities in the world right in the last since 2017 and i know that people within the industry know i'm the best of what i do and i am the best of what i do in the content removal space but but i don't need to go and build a massive fucking bmf company that does 10 million a month just to have a dick swinging competition with someone in dubai over a metric i do not care about that's vital though
0: frankie you recognize it's a metric you don't care about it because too many people are too plugged in
1: yeah you're so close to it and everyone else is like on money, Twitter telling you grow this company, get this revenue number, but none of them have ever turned around to themselves and gone, oh, does this actually fulfill me? Does this make me happy? What's the difference between 40 grand a month and hundred grand a month? What's the difference between hundred grand a month and a million? Like what lifestyle are you trying to optimize for? Because it's let me tell you, right? let me tell you how, how, if you, if you haven't sat down and said, how much does my ideal life actually cost? And then reverse engineer what you need from that. Because my ideal life doesn't cost as much as 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 kind of what other people's ideals life do. Because I couldn't give a fuck about the Lamborghini or the this, the that, the other. Now, will I will I potentially get them in the future? And if yeah, if I want to, if if but but I I'm optimized for traveling around the world with a microphone, a laptop, the ability to earn. Decent amount of money at 90% profit margin business. Cause I like to run at these kind of numbers because I like profit margins. And I, I optimize my life around that. And I, and I travel like that and I pivot like that. And guess what? You can pivot super hard when you're traveling around with two suitcases and you could be in any location. You can pivot real hard, real quick. You would want to dial it up. You spin off. You want to dial that spin off. You Know what I mean? And I, and I own properties and stuff like that. And I'm not fucking interested. Like it doesn't interest me i'm mortgage free like who gives a fuck but it does but i realize that as well we're all taught to buy a house what do you need a fucking house for it's the worst thing you can buy just takes your capital strains it you know if i'd invested that couple of hundred in that i've paid off over the time it's cost me more money if i'd invested that into me you're not telling me that i can't go make millions on the back of that 200 grand so even that's a poor investment it's like So what am I saying then? I'm saying have the internal conversation with yourself about what you want. It's not about Frankie Lee and about Colin. It's not about fucking Dave down the road and what he wants or what fucking Sally wants. No one gives a fuck about them. It's about you right now listening to this conversation. What the fuck do you want? Have you sat down with yourself? Are you going to sit down with yourself today? Are you going to ask yourself the questions? You know, what do I want? Why do I even want that? Is that really what I'm trying to achieve? How much money does my ideal life cost me? These are the questions you need to answer on the journal today and you can get clear on everything.
0: I love that because it also allows you to join the dots to how to get there as well. And when you write it down, as you see in a journal, it's there in cold, hard writing and on paper. And there's definitely something cognitive that occurs when you write something versus when you type it and don't get me wrong. I've got loads of inspiring stuff that I've written into my iPhone notes, whatever else, but the stuff that I've confined to my journal, there's a deeper connection to it off the back of that. And I love those questions and prompts that you've given, because when you do start to think about those things, that's when you get the opportunity to pause as you've encouraged and identify if what you're doing right now is going to take you towards that, or if you're maybe running in the wrong direction. Because a lot of people that listen to this are really hard workers, but you might be running on the wrong treadmill, or you might be climbing the wrong yeah. ladder, as we've said.
1: I'm, 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 you're taught to be a hard worker at school. I don't know if I've still got it. I'm, I'm, I've it on the table. Hold on, I want to show you something. Yeah, I want to show I want to show the audience this because this is this is the power of right. See this this journal. If you're lucky enough to go on a first class fl- flight uh, on Emirates, this is the journal they give you in the cabin, right? Now I envisioned visioned going on first class in Emirates and and stuff like that for a long long time before it ever happened. But this, but I finally treated myself to the to the to go in there, right? And This is the pattern of a journal. I found this when I came back to England, but this journal says, and I'll show you in a second. It says, it says, Frankie Lee, the 1st of June, 2023. It says, from the first class suite of the Emirates flight, EK65 on the 777, dream it, believe it, become it. And then I signed it. And then I put number one education podcast in the world, the Frankie Lee podcast. And then I wrote down vision. right. You see that? Yeah, I see it. Right. And then I I, I, I won't share my vision because that's kind of a a personal thing that I don't think you should. It's a game plan and you know, the visions between me, myself and I, but what I'm going to tell you about this, right. And I, and I, and I wrote this in June There's a vision on the other side of this page, right? The vision that I wrote has already started to come in like a lot of it. Yeah. And that's the power of pen to fucking paper. Right. So you want to take yourself into what you find an inspiring location. So maybe it's a hotel in London that you've always wanted to go to. Maybe it's this, that, and the other, and you want to sit in that location and you want to feel that energy of the location and you want to write. I booked myself that first class flight, not to fly fucking first class. I couldn't give a fuck about that. I booked it to feel worthy of it and to, to, to start to manifest and vision that reality, the
0: ability to be creative as well, Frankie, which I think is key.
1: Yeah. So, so, so it just, it just like, oh, if this, if if this, if this was a dream three years ago and I've just, and I'm sat here now doing this, what would it be like to fly this way every time? What would it be? What would it feel like? okay. Let's try that on. Basically, what am I doing? I'm allowing myself to try on things I said I wanted previously. I try them on. I'm like, oh, this feels good. And it gives me this. And then I, and then I try and use that moment with a journal like this. Cost you about two quid and a pen. It's like, I use that to go, to take me to the next level. And it's like, that's what I, that's what I always control my life with. It's just, I just, I just put myself in a location and I start to think and and I got a vision board over there. I love vision boards because I got my, I got my like penthouse apartment that I'm gonna have on my vision board and all sorts of shit that I'm gonna have. Um, just because it's stuff that I actually want and I value. It's like, my dream is to have a penthouse with the, with the podcast studio in the penthouse in a, in an exotic location near a beach. It's like, so I'll have it. It's all in my, it's all in my future timeline, but I'm just closing the gap between future-based reality and my reality by looking at it every day and, and, and just trying it on. So like why I'm, why I'm on this, a beautiful Italian leather sofa in England at the minute, in this beautiful place that I've got. Yeah, it's all good. It's all paid for. It's all great. I'm sat here right now, and I could close my eyes, and I can imagine that I'm sat in my Italian leather city, in my penthouse apartment, in Dubai, in Miami, wherever. That is the beauty. Your mind is so fucking powerful that you can put yourself in any location, even if you're not even in that location. And guess what? Your mind has no fucking idea between the truth and the non-truth in this moment. And I tell you how we know that. Because when you do something and you punish yourself and you and you say nasty things about yourself, you know that that isn't true, but you still say it and you still believe it, right? And it still disempowers you. So why not use it the other side of the coin where it can empower you and it can move you forward? And I, I really hope that you get what I'm saying here. It
0: hits so hard, Frankie. And like you say, if you do that work. There's then a clear roadmap for you to then join those dots and move towards it and fulfill those dreams and realities that you make sure are actual dreamers' realities that you truly want and haven't just been societally programmed to do. And I feel that's a really inspiring note for us to wrap up on. The only other question I've got for you, apart from where people can find you and tune into your podcast, is at the end of 2024, with the momentum that you've got just now, what would you look back on and smile about if it had been a success? What would have to happen for that to be the case?
1: Uh, at the end of this year i think Mm. i think at the at the end of this year to to, in order to look back on my life uh, look back on my life this year would be to say have have you learned what you needed to learn to be to be even closer to the best version of yourself than you are right now have you learned those lessons have you really learned them and if you have that that is the greatest lesson that i could have had in 2024 now One thing I've done with podcasting and one thing I've done with everything in my life is I just, I divorce myself from the outcome and, and get totally focused on dialing in the reps of whatever I'm doing, the reps, the emails, for content removal, the, the bits, the bobs that need to happen in order to facilitate the clients coming on board. I get dialed in with doing the reps with the podcast. I'm just, I'm just dialed in with, with the calories that need to go in and the, 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 the training that needs to happen in the gym to make things happen. I don't get involved in the out. I don't, I'm not an outcome guy. I'm, I'm an input guy. What's, what have I got to input to this machine, to this person, to my mind, to my soul, to, my, to everything else? What have I got to input to get the outcome I so desire? And that's why I want to remind you, and the constant theme throughout this podcast has been, I just want to remind you that the closer you can get to yourself and the more questions and the more depth you can get from within yourself, the closer you are going to be to knowing what you want. And when you know what you want, you can reverse engineer the outcome. And I'm going to reverse engineer the outcome by the end of 2024 to know a lot more about myself than I know right now. And that is going to put me in the position with the podcast and with everything else I'm doing that's vastly superior to what I'm doing right now. And I want that all of you that listen to this to do that in your life, because this podcast isn't about me. It's not about Colin. It's about adding value in your ears. And that is the best thing that you can do for yourself.
0: Completely correct, Frankie. I I love to hear that. Final question then, where should people head towards if they want to continue the conversation with you?
1: If, if you want to if you wanna follow me on Instagram, it's at Frankie Lee. If you want to uh, listen to the podcast, it's the Frankie Lee podcast. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere else you get your podcasts as well. Um, I just appreciate you taking your time today to, to speak with me, Colin. And I also want all of your audience to, you know, like and subscribe to the podcast and, and send Colin a message to let him know that he's doing well along his journey. If this has added value to your life, let me know as well. I'd like to hear about it too. But I just really want you to appreciate, you know people like me and Colin are out in the world doing the reps to try and push you in the right direction. It'd be nice if you, if you reached out to Colin and just, and just let him know how he's going on his journey.
0: Amen, Frankie. Thank you so much for that. And thank you to you, the listener. I'll be back to speak to you all again, very, very soon.